Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Joe Rodriguez coming to you from Bristol, Connecticut, and welcome to episode number 50 of the ETO podcast. Just for that, I get this. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm doing it for myself. Um, first of all, I wanted to um, just say hello to everybody out there, and I hope that uh, everybody's staying safe. Um, and it looks like uh, we already dropped ourselves right here on... IG, but you know what? We're going to start again because we can do it because that's how we do it. That's what we do. Mm. All right. <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah, it's been crazy, man. Um, the last uh, couple of weeks have been uh, life changing in a way for many people. Uh, we've been going through a lot of crazy things um, and uh, it's been tough. It's been tough for many, many of us because uh you know, this is unlike anything that we've ever experienced. This is unlike anything that has ever happened before. And uh, it's just been crazy, to say the least. So um, I just want to say that for those of you guys that have been able to kind of like weather the storm and, and you know, just kind of hold on to, uh, I guess, to hope, you know, that's all we can do, right? We got to keep on holding on to yeah. to the last little bit of hope that we have. And uh, we got to make sure that we just keep pushing forward. That's all really we can do right now at the moment. So anyway, that being said, um, I'm just waiting uh, just for a couple of seconds to uh, connect right here to uh, the gram and uh, back to YouTube and uh, we'll get our show started. But um, I know a lot of my peeps from ETO have, uh, you know, been quarantined in uh, many parts of the U.S. and L.A., San Antonio and Houston and Dallas here in Connecticut, uh, like myself. And, um, you know, like I said, I think, uh, collectively and as a group, I think we're going to be able to, to make it through. All right. So it looks like we, uh, have reconnected with, uh, everyone back on the gram and, uh, on YouTube. So again, welcome all of you guys tuning in and watching the, uh, ETO podcast. Now I'm going to bring in everybody on board. Uh, we have a packed house, uh, and I just want to make sure that everybody gets back on camera because for whatever reason, they all just decided to drop right when I was about to bring them on. Uh, but I'm going to have uh, Super Mojado, Edwin Cáceres. Uh, I'm going to have also uh, Jair Martinez. And I'm going to have uh, Ivan Toribio. So there are the fellas. What's up, guys? Hello. ¿Qué pasó, locos? ¿Qué onda? ¿Qué onda? Aquí nomás. Todos, todos aguitados, como si estuvieran cerrados los güeyes. ¿Qué onda? Nah. What's up, guys? You guys are... Don't be, don't be shy. No. I want to say... No, I just don't want to... Copy people out. One of my friends said a joke. He said, la última vez que estaba así encerrado sin hacer nada, fue que estaba en la bolsa, el bolsa, la bolsa de agua de mi mamá. Last time I was in quarantine, I was in jail, man. I'm kidding. 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 All right. For me, I'm 
I'm used to being home a lot, honestly. I mean, I work a lot, so when I don't have work, I stay home a lot. The only thing I go out is for sporting events and um, to the movies. Other than that, I'm always home, so it's not that bad for me, at least. And there's nothing to do, anyways. Everything's closed, so. <laughs> you know where I hear people in LA? Not in Castle. People are still going hiking. They they were out in Huntington Beach today. That's why they closed all the hiking trails on the beaches here in LA. I think a couple of days ago. Yeah, people weren't listening. They had to, man. They had to because, uh, you know, like you said, people are just—they're dumb, man. You know, it's plain and simple. They're dumb and they don't pay attention. They don't listen. And unfortunately, like if they want the state, you know, to be a nanny state, then that's what they're gonna have to be, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because it's getting pretty bad in some places. I think it needs to get like the same way as Italy. That's that's how people, and then people are gonna understand. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys seen all those videos of the mayors uh, going on camera and saying, "Listen, if if I find out you guys are having a a party, I'm gonna come over there with a flamethrower." <laughs> and I think also I think it hasn't hit certain people. I think till it hits home, people are gonna understand. That, that's, yeah, that's one of the things. That's one of the things. Until until we until that person that's going out gets gets to see that happening to someone that they know or so or family member, that's when they're gonna understand that this thing is actually serious. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing. Do we need? Do we really need to get there? It's it's <laughs> you know it's crazy. Yeah, but I, but I don't think I don't think you can blame everybody of how how they're handling themselves of being out or not because really if you think about it this is like the first time in well in in years that this ever happened where work school everything has just shut down so people don't know how to act like I'm just so used to my routine of being out and people just they don't know what to do next so I mean it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to really judge because me personally I'm at I'm at I'm at home. I do my master's homework, then I do some teaching for the kids, obviously because mm-hmm. I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. and then I go for a run. I, ha- I have to go for a run. I can't, I can't be locked in uh, for eight hours, almost all day, so I have to go on a run, and I go for a run for like an hour with my dog, and I still see people in the park, but I'm like, man, I can't be home all day. Like, I just got to get out. I mean, just, I'm not going to go shopping, obviously, because everything's closed. Right. No, yeah, I- you just got to be smart about it. You can't be out in groups, you know, because I see people over here, like, uh, coming out, like, from groups of five, ten people, like, hanging out, uh, you know, at the park, and it's like, all right, that's not cool, that's, you know, that's, if you got to go out, try to distance yourself from other people, not gather mm-hmm. together, and, and, and that's kind of, yeah, and that's kind of what I meant to, to, like, uh, so, you see, you see people, they're, they're doing cookouts, and they're, they're still going to the pool, like, here, here where I live in my, in my neighborhood, we have like a community pool for everybody from the neighborhood, and and the funny thing is, I was driving by coming from work the other day, mm-hmm. and I saw like a group of twenty people, like a whole family, doing a barbecue and being at the pool, like enjoying their time at the pool. That's the thing that people don't get. I mean, you can still go out, like you can at least go out in your street, do a couple of laps, and come back home, shower and sanitize yourself, and be like, all right, cool, you're good. But people don't get the 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 risk is it's bigger when you when you're hanging out with a lot more people with the group with the bigger group, you know, like me myself I put I put some cones out here in my street and I started doing some soccer drills just because like like um 
eight, I was going crazy just being out there in my house, but like the caveman and locked inside. Yeah, I think that um, the the you know what uh, Jair said was a, a good point. There's a lot of people out there that for sure need to go out. Like I'm one of them myself. Like I mean, I I'm a runner, and I'm constantly running too. So I understand that. But I think the problem is when people are going out in packs, right? That's when it's a problem yeah. because, you know, uh, the the reality is that a lot of us don't even know how this freaking thing works, right? And a lot of us may have it already, and we don't even know that we have it. That's the problem. And the worst part yeah. is that some of us may be healthy or feel like we're healthy, but then what about those around us who are not, right? What about, like, you know, your your grandparents or your parents, you know, or people that are up there in age? You know, that's where it becomes a problem. And, and again, like, I'm not, I'm not for, like, controlling people or telling people what to do, but when people are stupid enough to continue to keep going out to the beach and go out in, uh, you know, large numbers, that's what I have a problem with, right? And that's where I think that yeah. we need government to unfortunately tell people what to do and control the population, you know? I mean, if it, it's, it's plain and simple, right? If we want to be treated like children then we're going to be treated like children. That's just the reality. But if we control ourselves and, and, and put ourselves in a position where like, you know what, we're not going out unless we need to go out, then that's a different story. But it, it's tough, man. It's tough because this is something that we've never experienced in our lifetime, any of us, you know, and I don't even think our grandparents or, yep. or, or even great grandparents experienced anything like that. We have world wars in the past and a lot of people are saying that even during the world wars, like people were still going out, people were going out and about. And then if you put a, uh, uh, some context as far as sports goes, you know, the Olympics were canceled, you know, during the world wars, but that's because not all the countries were going to participate, but baseball still kept going on. You know what I mean? Football still kept going on. Like, so that just gives you like a better understanding of like the complexity of the problem that we're facing today. So and that, that's just my take that people just need to make sure that, you know, they get the head out of their ass, stay home. If you don't need to go out anywhere. Now, if you're a nurse or a doctor or somebody that needs to be working, Hey, then, you know, God bless you, man. Yeah. Sounds like a sermon. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. It's like you said, nobody likes to be controlled. And they don't listen till something happens, uh, and then everybody starts to get upset because they start handing out citations or they get fined or whatever. After they warn people enough times of what to do, so we could control the virus, so we could get back to what we call normal. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey. So what I want to yeah. know, what 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 I, I want to know really quick, guys, is uh, you know, I don't want to keep this thing all depressive and all, you know, I mean, th uh, this is the reality that we have, yeah. right? But. What uh, what are you guys doing like to to fulfill your your sports um uh, your sports needs? Oh. I guess right now. So I know it's tough. It's uh, but I mean, are you guys watching replays? Are you are you guys like like revisiting old magazines? Are you guys catching up on your stats? So let's start off first with super uh, super. Go ahead and what have you been doing these last couple of days or weeks? I should say now. Well, for sure, a lot of uh, YouTube videos. Uh, I found myself watching like old uh, classic games, you know, and uh, Chivas America, you know, and it's going back to to uh, some of the games were like uh, some of the 
Pullman, and I, I'm like, oh, shoot, this is the ESPN. You know, he was a big guy from Chivas, and I don't remember ever seeing him play. You know, he, he, he was, like, a, a long time ago. He played a long time ago. So, for sure, I watched some of those games, and that's what I've been doing, you know, so just picking up on YouTube videos. All right, Jair, what about you, dude? What have, what have you been up to? Actually, what I've been doing just uh, to be more, I guess, active in the sports scene is just going back to, like, I guess, the archives of, you know, like, for example, when Pumas had the good season back-to-back when they had Hugo Sanchez, uh, all the players from, like, uh, the, the early 90s to all the way from now, which players were really relevant, how many games Luis Garcia had, uh, the 99 World Cup, the 1999 Confederation, when did Rafa Marquez start? Who was going out when Rafa Marquez was, was coming in? Mm. Um, just 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 revisiting all the World Cups, how the games took place for Mexico, uh, the leading up to the qualifying, all the coaches that they had. Uh, so it's just been really uh, staying on top of date with that and, and, and revisiting also the, the, the Liga Mekis, uh, like the biggest games, the controversial games, the top goals, the top misses, all that just to refresh your memory because obviously, you know, we could forget about all those times. So that's what I've been doing. And I mean, I I, I get kind of, you know, uh, I get to remember some of the plays of Alberto Garcia Aste, Pavel Pardo, all those guys that most of us barely remember, but we remember we heard, when we heard their names when we were younger, that's what we kind of tuned in more to the national team of Mexico. What about, what about you, uh, Edwin? Me, oh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to my friend La Foquita out there, La Foca, La Foca. Been keeping me company, La keeping Foquita. me company and, and, and watching wa- watching soccer and talking talking about soccer. That's one of the things. Um, and that's what I've been doing. Like, not for myself, I don't really mm. like to rewatch games. I don't really know, like to know what, what happens or what's happening already. That's that's just me in particular. I don't. I'd rather watch a live game that has to rewatch another game. Mm. That's that's just me. So what are you doing uh, then? I I've been, I've been playing FIFA. Been playing uh. <laughs> I've been playing online tournaments. You know, there's a there's a tournament that the Liga MX is made with all the players that you can actually play against. I play against them right. on FIFA. Yeah. And so I've been actually doing. I've been doing that. I've been playing soccer out here by myself. But but I haven't really watched any games just because uh, I just don't like to rewatch games, man. That's just me personally. <laughs> what about you, uh, Ivan? What have you been doing? Oh, man. I've been doing everything and anything I can. I'm on the same boat as uh, Edwin. I haven't really watched any replays. Um, if anything, I've watched a couple of Jordan replays. I'm a big Jordan fan. I haven't watched any 49er replays because we lost the Super Bowl. I'm still going better about that. <laughs> but uh, I've been keeping myself busy with catching up paperwork for my night job. Totally. They, were, like, they asked us to do like paperwork for like two and a half years back. So oh. I've been doing that. I'm here with my parents and my sister. I've been playing some video games. I, even got in, I haven't played FIFA so honestly since like 2012. And I got in some tournament that somebody invited me to, and I lost like six zero, and then I lost like three zero, which it could have the score could have easily been like eight zero. But uh, I've been playing Fortnite. Uh, I've been practicing some video editing, um, and helping the students during the day when I get a chance because they have to do work too. Uh, that's about it. Oh, I've been watching a lot of movies. Some movies that I've seen, some new ones. Um, but what's that's a cool it. one that you've seen, dude? Which one do you recommend? Uh, 
You know what? I saw Tombstone yesterday that I hadn't seen. It came out in 1993. Wow, that's a that classic. Was good. That's a good one. Yeah, I saw Invisible Man. was very, very good. And I've seen a couple again that I like. Um, I saw the, the Ultras movie on Netflix. That one's really good if you like, um, you know, it's kind of soccer related. Um, what else did I think was interesting aside from that? I binge a lot on Netflix. But as of right now, those are the those are the last movies that I saw. I saw Tombstone yesterday. I saw, oh, and I saw Onward, the Disney one. Mm. The new one, too. Yeah, I need to watch uh, Tiger King. Tiger King is very good. Very, very, very good. That's boy. I dude, trust me, I need to watch that one. I started watching it and I tuned out after like half an hour. I was like, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I watched I watched the I watched a series in uh in, in Amazon Prime. Uh, la the um L O L that's the worst thing I've ever done in my life, man. It's a it's a program that uh, Eugenio Derbez put together on on Prime and dude, which one is it? It's lol, to be, uh, funny. Is it lol? Yes. lol. Yeah, yeah. Lol, oh, lol. Yo, man, yeah. that, that was if painful. Guys, <laughs> if you guys have questions, document. I have HBO now. I have uh, Hulu. I have like everything. I'm always on like documentaries. Tambien. There's some really good ones on HBO now. Hey, uh, really quick, uh, Luis uh, Bravo's wa- Luis Bravo's watching us. And he says that he's been watching old ETO videos with uh, of Joe with long hair. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, hey, Joe, I remember that's when I met you. You had long hair. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, man. I, uh, oh, I think I, I think I need to see a picture of that because I, I, I never saw you that long hair, man. Oh, man. No, no. I think that's uh, that's that's for another episode. We'll save that for another episode. Really quick. Uh, let me give a couple of saludos to uh, people. So El Twin just joined. What's up, Twin? Uh, uh, saludos to Luis Bravo uh, Danny Isco, saludos Bere, what's up? Pipo Real, hey, tus compadres PBA Denver What's up fellas? Hey, Germán, what's so, up? Saludos a toda la raza que nos está escuchando ahorita uh, Papá Noel también saludos ¿Qué onda? Saludos El, el Chuy Que le mande saludos a la foca Me dicen <ríe> Saludos también a la foca A la foca, a, no a la foca Farfán, ¿no? No, 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 Saludos a mi sobrino, Danny Contreras, también, saludos. So, anyhow, uh, you know, people continue to tune in, and, uh, you know, we want to thank all of you guys for tuning in. I know that uh, it's tough without without sports, but um, here's another topic I wanted to bring up, and I know we uh, briefly touched on it on Monday uh, between uh, Edwin and Super. Um, I just have a question, and this is more of a socio-type question, uh, and it, it's related well, to sports, too. So once we come back, and, and the reality is that we just don't know how long it's going to be before we, quote-unquote, come back to normal, right? But once we return yeah. to normality, how much of an impact do you think this is going to have uh, on the business side of sports and just like the financial aspect of it, the amount of money that uh, athletes make, the amount of money that owners make? Uh, are tickets going to get more expensive? I know it's like a loaded question because there's a lot of different things, but I want you guys, uh, each each and every one of you, to just give me your own perspective on what you guys think is going to happen after we go back to this normality. And just me, for example, to give you guys an idea, I don't think much is going to change, but I think it should change because right now a lot of people that are facing this 
you know, they're going to be going through extremely tough times. 3.3 million people file for unemployment today. So that means that there's going to yeah. be a lot of people without jobs. And we, who knows how many more are going to file for unemployment. But I, I think that, you know, it, it, it's going to create some kind of impact, man. That's just my take. But I want to get you guys' thoughts on uh, on what you guys think. So, uh, Jair, uh, I want to start off with you. So why don't you give me your thoughts about that? So I saw that, too, about the unemployment, that today it was almost, I mean, we could really say it's almost four million. It's about to reach four million. But my thing is that I saw a comment on uh, on Twitter or on Facebook. Somebody said, a big head person in Spain said, said, with all this going on, you're paying millions or 10 millions, 20 millions of dollars to Messi and Ronaldo, who are the two greatest players in soccer right now, right? Right. Uh, and they said, where are they right now? Where, why, is, why, why are they making that money? And doctors who needed to find a cure are not making that type of money. So that opened a huge spectrum to a lot of people. And they started thinking, man, really, is it really worth it to be paying all these professional players these millions of dollars while these health physicians or doctors are making way less of them? And when we really do need them, mm-hmm. the doctors don't have the finances, don't have the support mm-hmm. as much as these athletes do. And they're like, how come the athletes get quarantined, get taken care of so fast? But us, you know, average people in the house, we don't get taken care of real fast. I think personally, me, I think it's going to go a step backward for all the sports uh, arenas because people are not going to want to spend the dollar. Think about it. Like, we've been home. Yeah, we might go, but you're going to tell me I, instead of paying $10 for a ticket, I'm going to have to pay 60 Yeah, I can't do that because right. I really got to think. I, I've been set back a lot. And as me being a teacher, talking to a lot of parents that don't have a job, there's more important things than going to a game or attending a game than really uh, – uh, you know, taking care of what's most important. So I think it's it's going to be a huge impact. And I think teams in general are going to start thinking about like deals to go, like buy one, get one free, or, or tickets are going to be cheap for the next few months just to catch up. It's better to have a cheaper price and get people in than have a high price and you don't get nobody in. That's my personal opinion. Okay. That, that, that's a fair point. Um, uh, Edwin, uh, going with you, uh, what do you think? Um, do you think uh, there's going to be much change after we go back to this uh uh, normality that all of us are craving? I mean, it's, this should be, there should be change. I mean, the economy is getting hit up, like really bad right now, so I think there should be change. I know players in the Premier League, uh, the Association of Players in the Premier League already cut their salaries to half. I know Liga MX is thinking about doing the same thing with the, some of their, with their players, trying to like make an agreement to cut their salaries to half. And... <clears throat> I mean, I, I I agree and disagree with uh, Yair a little bit on, on that topic of uh, why athletes shouldn't be making this much money. And, yeah, of course, uh, people in the healthcare um, the, uh, med, uh, field should, or the health and uh, medical field should be making a little more, at least a little more money mm-hmm. because they do deserve it. But, <clears throat> I mean, on, honestly, they're public figures. They're people that are getting paid for endorsements for announcements for sponsorships i mean that's up to the that's up to the to the brands if see the one i pay them that much i mean i don't think anybody's worth 10 million euros a year i don't think anybody should get paid that but you know it's it's part of the business yeah no that's that's a, that's a fair point i think um whenever this conversation uh, strikes up uh, there's there's always that supply and demand right that if the consumer's willing to pay that much money, then you know why shouldn't get they get they, <clears throat> they get paid that much more? Uh, a couple of more saludos, really quick. Uh, saludos, uh, 
Al Chuy ya lo saludamos. Saludos a Wiz Vázquez. ¿Qué onda, Wiz? What's Wiso. up, man? Este, también saludos a Anthony G. Y saludos a Alex Graphics Guru también. Eh, a ver, este Iván, uh, que te Ay, muevas un poquito para tu izquierda porque los de Instagram no te están mirando. Dicen que no escondas tu... A tu, a, tu, a tu derecha, perdón, porque no te okay. miran, porque no te right miran there. tu cara hermosa. Oh, man, I hope they don't get pictures of this. Ah, bueno, pues. Uh, but look, let's continue this, let's continue this conversation. And, and, and really quick, uh, just to wrap up the thought that I, that I, was, that I had about uh, the supply and the demand, right? But uh, I'm also in agreement that, you know, athletes and entertainers in general should not be making that much money. But it's really the corporations who are making this possible, right? So what needs yeah. to happen? Uh, so like, because I think we're getting to a boiling point where like inequality is just getting out of control, man. You know, and uh, I've been making like these examples of like, you know, just how much money, for example, like minimum wage in the 1970s, like late, late 70s, early 80s was $3.25. Minimum wage today, federal minimum wage is still $7.25. Right. That's like a 125% increase. But if you look at the minimum salaries of professional athletes and CEOs, those, every single one of those has gone over a thousand percent. And that is a fact. Nobody can tell me that I bushed that number because I did that research. Right. So when you get that, when you get that, uh, this like, you know, astronomical stretch, right. And the amount of money that certain people are making over others, in my opinion, I think it's a bad thing, but what do you think? I want you to give me your thoughts on, on what you think should happen and if things will happen or, or, or would change at all, if any. Well, um, it's, it's all going to depend on how the companies are going to, uh, you know, go after this situation. If they're going to, like, raise their prices and try to, like, recover what they lost, mm -hmm. like you said, like some of you guys said before, uh, the It's going to be up to the consumer if they decide to continue getting this, uh, this products, you know, all, you know, because it's all up to us to make a change. Right. If we start buying stuff that it, people are like, uh, just uh, sending the prices through the roof, then it, nothing's going to change. But if we make that decision to, you know what, if you're going to raise the price like that, we're just going to start buying your crap. So, yeah. and, and just trying to make that change ourselves. I think nothing will change unless we decide to do that. Yeah. That's a good thing. People. <laughs> yeah. What I do you think, think Joe, you, you brought up an interesting point. Um, and somebody, I uh, did a podcast yesterday. Somebody brought, brought up an statistic where this is like the greatest or the biggest amount of unemployment we've had, I think, since the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. And, um, On behalf of that, I think in order to recover from that, I think we're gonna it's gonna take I don't know how to put it. It's gonna take a while. It's the same thing that they did in, during the Great Depression, where everything I think will get back to normal, but but people are gonna have to start finding jobs because if they're not working right now, we gotta try to be optimistic that everything gets back to normal because as most of us know, sports are a distraction to us from our normal life, right? From our work and our routine. Sports is a getaway from that, right? Right. So sure. I think I think sports will bounce back. I just don't know when it's going to bounce back, but I think teams are going to come to the forefront and they're going to, for example, um, LAFC was supposed to play, I think, uh, Cruz Azul, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I had a t I had a ticket 
just in case I wasn't, you know, going to help with the game. And they say that they're going to honor if that game gets replayed, if he had a ticket, that they're going to honor that ticket and, you know, let you in the stadium or what have you. My question is, I don't think teams sell their tickets too expensive, honestly. I think what, when it gets expensive is when you have, like, the third party, like, your uh, Barry's tickets or you have um, SeatGeek, like, Stop they jack up the prices. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, they jack up the prices. Because I know a lot of seats now. Nah, I know handsome those seats are terrible, bro. Those yeah, like, like, like I know Ali. Yeah, like, LAFC, for, for example, when they sold their tickets for the Cruz Azul game, mm-hmm. they were going for, like, you could get really good seats for, like, 40 bucks in the 100 level. Mm-hmm. And there's people that actually have their tickets and they're reselling them for $200 in the mm-hmm. 200 level. So... It's like you guys said, it's like supply and demand. And I always said this about the NFL because me, I had an issue with the NFL. It's a whole other thing, but it, it boils down to the consumer. Like if I have an issue with the NFL because the, the officiating is horrible mm-hmm. and I don't, and I, they're not going to listen just to me. And if we voice our opinions, they're not going to listen. I think the Saints were robbed. The Rams should not have been in the Super Bowl. Um, they were robbed again this year with that play. The only way we're going to impact the league is if we stop watching it if we stop tuning into it and then we stop buying merchandise. Yeah. It's like you guys say, it's up to us to see how it's going to bounce back. But I think, I think everything will get back to normal. It's going to get back to normal. Maybe sometime like in June. I just, I don't know how long it's going to take for everybody to recover from this because the unemployment rate is so high. Right. Right. And, and, and that's a very good point, Ivan. I think that a lot of people just don't understand uh, there's a lot of uh, Americans out there who are literally living paycheck by paycheck, right? They go to yeah. work once a week, get their paycheck, and then they spend it all. Then they use the next two paychecks to save for rent, for whatever, and then the other paycheck, it's for more food, for, for, for the car payments, for gas, or whatever. And there's, again, millions and millions of people like that. So when all these individuals are going to be, since many of these individuals are going to be out of work, right? Like, a lot of these people are also the big fans of the sports leagues. So I think uh, an unprecedented change needs to happen in order for things to get back to normal because, I mean, even the people who are well off, right, the people who are, are, are you know, in the middle class or in the upper middle class, a lot of those people truthfully aren't even sports fans. So they're not going to be wasting their money on sports, uh, you know, merchandise or, or going to games or any, any, anything like that. You know, it's a lot of the the you know people who are in the in the lower part of the spectrum, who are the biggest sports yeah. fans. So those are the ones that are going to be suffering the most, right? But again, we're getting to a point where things are just so ridiculous, so ridiculous that it's getting out of hand. And think about this, dude. Think about what the salary is for many people. If you were to combine a four hundred million dollar like ten year contract, how many salaries would you be able to pay? You know, that's an, an unimaginable, unimaginable amount of money, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's just my take. I mean, but, does he deserve, uh, the, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Sorry. No, what I was going to say, like, am I saying that these athletes don't deserve to get paid more money? Like, I'm not saying that. I'm not arguing that they shouldn't get, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> more money than the average person. Right. And a lot of people also argue, well, the owners are making all this money too. Yeah. Again, 
it's the fans' fault, man. It's our fault because we're the ones that yes. pay for that shit, man. We're the ones mm-hmm. that eat all that. Well, and I see people okay. all the time, dude. I see people all the time that are always like, oh, you know, my team, my team, my team. And their team freaking sucks. And what do they the do? Cowboys. The next year, they go back and they spend money on the tickets. It's like a, a, a cycle <laughs> and a sickness that, like, we just continue it's to just true. feed on. And we do it with the Mexican uh, national team. We're guilty of that, too. You know, they always okay, promise so. us that they're going to freaking do good, and they never do. And imagine if imagine if Mexico was good. Could you imagine if Mexico was a World Cup winner? Damn. Imagine and how much more money people uh, would be in. Well, it's true because I have I have a 49er season tickets, right? So I pay for them. But a couple of years back, they kept raising the prices. And you guys know the Niners don't get up for a few years. So, like, before this year, when they started winning all of a sudden, um, people complain about it. And the 49er front office actually uh, stopped raising um, season ticket prices for about four years. They stopped raising they them, but they didn't lower them. Yeah. Nah, they didn't lower them, but they just start raising them. And then, I mean, right now, if you want to sit in the 100 level behind the field goal post, it costs you about 124 bucks per a month, a month. Mm-hmm. Plus, you still have to pay, you know, other stuff. Oh but man, it's like it's like it's like you said. It's like you said. It's up to us if we stop but, going to the events, if we stop tuning in and buying merchandise. So, that's what's gonna impact them. Go ahead, so, Edwin. Go so ahead. That's, but that's the thing. Like that's what uh, like like Joe was saying that that yeah, um, athletes shouldn't be getting paid as much money and all this that or but then again then again uh it's not their fault that they're getting paid this much money i mean you're perform you're 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 performing uh, you have a a session skill like that that nobody else has it or you're not as good or they're not as good as you in this sport so i mean yeah you should be paying for it and it's like like you said it is the fans fault at the end of the day because i mean I've, i've seen people even in mexico when from from where I'm from, from Monterrey. Yeah. So where when they the World Cup comes around, they they even end up selling their house. Right. To be able to afford a ticket, crazy. a couple of tickets, a couple, a couple of tickets to go to the World Cup and have that experience with their son, with their daughter, with his brother, whatever. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. But then again, happen. I don't. But then again, I don't think I don't think we need to blame uh, the the athlete. Or we need to put all that blame on the athletes for putting, like, I mean, like we were talking about Alex Alexander Chamberlain that he was doing a, he was doing a couple of TikToks and all that, stuff, like doing uh, Instagram challenges and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and people were hating on him because he was doing them around his mansion in England that he has, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it is bad that during this situation, he's talking about he's he's trying to feel sorry, or he's trying to make people feel sorry for him. Um, because he's in quarantine in his mansion, but then again, we're the ones that we're the ones that making him that reach or making yeah. teams making right. him pay that much because we're buying the merchandise. We're buying, and I'm sorry to hit on you, but like um, look at Ivan, he's all LA Dodgers right now, right? You know, yeah, for that's, sure. That's a true fan. That, that's a true fan. <laughs> and like super, he has like 20 shirts of Chivas. Yeah. Right and. And I'm not saying it's bad because, I mean, we all work for our money. We all earn our money in yeah. a different way. And, it, and at the end of the day, it's your money and you're, you can buy or do whatever you want with it. Yeah. yeah. But then, but then we, if we complain about it, if we complain that these athletes are making much money, then we should stop, uh, stop uh, contributing to that. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Uh, really, really quick, uh, Edwin, I'm gonna, I have a question for you, but before I want to actually uh, say, give a couple of shout outs. Well, shout out to Mr. Louis Bravo. He said, I want to challenge Mascarita Sagrada to a match. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, also saludos a Leo <laughs> saludos a, 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 a Leo saludos a Waldo is here saludo a Abel Vasquez saludo a Mr. Footy a Luis, a Luis se nos perdió también I thought he was going to come on and join us today pero ese Luis anda medio perdido también saludos a BK Sonic 88 y este Almighty Jerry Abraham Nega Trixo y el Oscarín también Mucha banda que hey, nos está quote, escuchando. Everybody, so everybody. Hell yeah, Joe. That quote that I gave about the Great Depression and the uh, unemployment rate. Yeah. The guy Abel Vasquez, he's the one that said it yesterday in a podcast. Yeah. No, it, it's it's true, dude. I mean, there it's 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 yep. crazy, dude. So let me let me go back really quick, and I want to ask uh, ask uh, Edwin a question. And uh, yeah. going back to talent, right? And again, uh, a lot of people typically. Uh, well, the, the the person that gave me shit specifically was about um, uh, you know when I when I posted the comment on Mike Trout should not be making that kind of money said oh but you're totally okay with people like Robert Downey Jr. making eighty million dollars a movie and I said no <laughs> I'm also not okay with that I'm not okay with entertainers yeah. I'm not okay with CEOs I'm not okay for the wage gap that we have today period. The CEO of a company should not be making 150 times more than their lower, lowest wage employee. Are they really making 150 times? Are they really working 150 times harder? No. They are making decisions that probably are a lot more important and impactful. Should they make more money? Absolutely. I'm not arguing that these people should not make more money. What I'm concerned about is the wage gap. The wage gap is the problem that I have. All right, so here's the question that I have for you, Edwin. So you tell me that these people are talented and that they're, you know, better than anybody else and this and that or whatever. But you, out of all the people, should know that in Mexican soccer, we know that the best players aren't always playing in the pro leagues. And why is that? Because of compadrismo, because of a bunch of other things. Because the best players, a lot of the times in Mexico, don't even get the opportunity to play in the pro leagues. Is that true or not? I mean, it is it it, it is kind of true. I mean, at no, the end of, no, I mean, kind of true. I, 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 at the end of the day, so at the end of the day, yeah. Um, not all the best players always make it to professionally. It, it is true. Sadly, it is the truth about not only Mexican soccer, but I think every uh, everywhere else around the world, mm -hmm. there is there is times where, uh, like you said, like uh, people that you know might get too farther. If you because you you know certain people or because you have a last name in your back that right. that somebody else made famous you make it then you make it but I I this is what I this is what I think personally I think if uh, if someone thinks better than me then yeah he should be making a little bit more money because he put in he's putting in a show that I can I can't do myself okay. if someone is playing if someone is Uh, and that, that also goes to the medical field. That also goes to a guy in construction. If For he, sure. if, like a guy in construction, he can make a whole house, and in three days, I can't do that myself. So I should pay him what what his what his job is worth it. Yeah. So. I, I, and I think that goes even for athletes. That goes for, like you said, like people that are making movies or all that. Because at the end of the day, uh, we all go, we all go to watch that movie because we're we're trying to get entertained. We all go to watch that game because yeah. we like 
we 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 have that feeling like if we're if we're part of the team if we're winning that cup mm-hmm. if you're um if you're right there in the action like you 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 get the cable companies to to put to get that special soccer channel because you want to watch that game and you don't want to miss it because you want to feel like you're part of the action so i think everybody should get paid what they deserve if the athletes deserve to get paid better I don't know that, but that's what companies are paying for. That, well, that's what no, Nike's yeah, paying yeah, for. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. owners are paying. paying. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that I mean they're getting the money they they deserve because either they're smart in their decisions and their talent got them to where they're at now, and they're just they're just good at negotiating contracts too, you know. Or their agents at least. Yeah, Cabrera. Cabrera yeah. is good. I don't like that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I would have, you know, made it to the big leagues, man. I, I can score uh, goals with my face, with my nalgas, just like the Chinese. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Hey. But, I mean, everybody can score goals like that, but not everybody makes it. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. I just think that again, uh, it's it, it's more about like, you know, get, they deserve they deserve to be paid more. I get that. And again, that's not that's not my concern. My concern is just how much. Like, where does the plateau? Like, how much more? How much more do they need to make? Right. Like, I remember that. And and Ivan, you probably remember this clearly because you're one of the uh, veteranos in the room. But uh, do you, do you remember the very first seven million dollar contract in baseball? Do you remember who signed that? Seven million? Yes. I don't know. I remember the first hundred million. Oh, no, the first no seven seven million dollar a, a seven seven million dollar season was signed by Ryan Seinberg, the Chicago Cubs second baseman. Do you remember okay. that? Yeah. So I, I remember him, but I don't remember about the. Contract, so he though. he signed, and this was like in the early nineteen nineties. He signed a seven million dollar season contract, and I remember like thinking, "Holy smokes, dude! Like seven million dollars! Yeah. Like, how is that possible? You know." Uh, I obviously you know who his agent you know who his agent was Joe probably Scott Boris. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, he's the, the one that he's the one that signed. Uh, you know, gave A Rod the two hundred and fifty million dollar deal. You know, I, he, I do remember the first hundred. I remember when the Dodgers gave Kevin Brown that big contract. Yeah, it was like a hundred and eight million. I was like a hundred and eight million. I was like, wow. Right. So I, I, yeah, I remember I like, that Magic oh Magic God. Johnson. Like, and this I I read. Magic Johnson got a got a, got out no he got a lifetime one million dollar deal in the early eighties you know in the yeah. early eighties like it's crazy the point is that like these numbers are like getting just so again back then that was a lot of money right but like now we're just getting well, to the point where like it's just astronomical man like how yeah, many of us are gonna make look at soccer huh like if you look in soccer Real Madrid is the one that broke that barrier right. with the signings of Kaká and Cristiano Ronaldo Nuts. back in the in the yeah. early 2000s like that's that's when all that that's when soccer the world soccer took off in, in astronomical prices yeah that's Ronaldo and there was Bale and Kaká and nuts. all those players that obviously yeah El este el Jair se mira medio aburridón Jair I, we want yeah, we want you to give us your thoughts dude <laughs> He's 
Uh, we just saw, for an example, uh, Pollo Briceño, who I'm a big fan of, even when, when he won the 2005 World Cup with the youth, uh, Mexico right now, Chivas, and he said he wouldn't take a pay cut. And then people were criticizing him. And basically, he said, I'm not going to take a pay cut because I already have investments. I have money aside from my family. I'm winning an amount of money that I'm saving for my family. Why mm-hmm. should they cut my money right now? And it makes sense. You know, we don't know how all these players um, handle themselves out of the, uh, outside of their sports career. Uh, how do they handle their money, which I don't care. But if, if once this happens and once everybody sees the perspective or, or the big spectrum of what's going on with the athletes making all this money, do you honestly think somebody's going to take a cut? Do you honestly think well, did, didn't as, uh, as didn't uh, Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich players take a 20% cut? Did yeah, they? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Was it just recently? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. So what does that say about them? So I mean, it speaks. It speaks. It speaks volume. It speaks high volume. But if we come back to this country, we go to the United States here. We go to the United States here. Like we y'all started talking about how. Um, and um, again, players from the I'll, Bayern I'll, Munich I'll, don't make as much. Pollo Briseño doesn't make as much as players players from the Bayern Munich. Is that true? Yeah. No. Probably. I, I don't, don't know. know. Liga MX players, players make a lot of money, dude. When you compare salaries yeah, right, of Liga MX money. players, I mean, uh, you have to be so you have to be a top a uh, uh, top player from the Liga MX to be making a lot more money. It's there is oh. a big difference back in the day when um, Claudio uh, Claudio Lopez, El Piojo Lopez, was the highest paid player in Liga MX, even above Cuauhtémoc Blanco and above all of them. Mm-hmm. And Cuauhtémoc Blanco actually went into uh, a TV show said that. He was getting paid less than half of what Piojo Lopez was getting paid, and he was the one bringing in the uh, by uh, letting um, bringing in the money with the t-shirts and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, but but it goes back to like whichever <coughs> like we are the ones to blame, right? Look at me. Right. Uh, we, I mean, y'all just saw my before we started the show. You saw my background, my man cave with big Cowboys stuff. I have all my Cowboys gear. Like I buy guilty as so charged. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, but that's the thing because I I want to have that feeling right. that I had about 1994, 1995 when they won the championship. Something that I had not seen in years. I'm like, but then then you see like I'm I'm the one to blame, and I, and I won't deny it. like I got a lot of friends that says, "Well, I'm not gonna ever go to Jerry World." I go at least three, four times a, a, a year when the season comes around. And I pay as much. I don't care how much I pay. It's because I want to support my team. But now, seeing standing back and man, is it really worth it? Like, is it really worth it to sit that much? Yeah, now with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm still gonna go. Like, I've I've gone to a later watch. I've gone to a later watch him. I've gone to a later watch him. I've I've gone to a couple of when they've come to when they've gone to Houston. Like, I've gone to every game. I do it for every all my sports teams. Even going to boxing, I've gone to uh, to Las Vegas to, to, to watch a uh, boxing event. I got paid nine hundred dollars to watch Canelo get beat by Mayweather, but just because it's something that I enjoy, like I, I enjoy doing that. But see, yeah, I'm a, yeah, and I was a third party vendor. I was a third party vendor, and I paid for it, but I didn't care. Like I wanted to be in there. Now I'm privileged enough to be in the sport that I get to go inside the, a fight and get to cover the fight. Actually, now, but uh, I don't think that change. If, if if more teams so you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of the problem. That's right. Hey, it's one of us. It, it does, it, can any any of us say, "Hey, I'm part of the problem"? I know I'm part of the problem. Now that I stand back and see all of this, I'm like, man, you know what? Like, is it really worth it? Like, it's not worth it. But then I look in my closet today. I was like, oh my god! Like, how many cowboy sweaters do I have? Cowboy shoes, cowboy socks, cowboy this. 
Chivas is. Damn. Like, I have every jersey from 94, from 90 to 2000 to now. I, I'm like, like for my birthday, right. I tell my wife, I tell my sister, so all my, don't give me anything, just give me, I don't care if it's the same Chivas jersey, I don't care if it's a white <laughs> one, give me, give me the same, but that's because I'm passionate about it, but. Yeah, so not, yeah, not only is he part sure. of the problem, he's also extending the problem onto his family. Right. Too. <laughs> hey, hey, that's why he wasn't saying anything, he's like, I'm not going to say anything, I'm going to stay back and be quiet. At least all the jerseys that I have, they're, they were gifts. Like, I haven't bought a jersey in a long time. Oh, yeah. They're part of the problem because they're taking the gifts now. <laughs> I, always, I always get a... Tan locos, tan locos. I always get yeah. um. I always uh, I always make sure that I get my jerseys as gifts too. Yeah, I love jerseys. I love jerseys. Hey, but honestly, I love jerseys. Yeah. And if you ever see me wear any kind of jersey, most of the time I get it like at a super discount. Every once in a while, I pay like full price. But we have some spot right here in downtown LA where I have a business account so with them. <laughs> yeah, I have a business account with them, and our neighbor okay. actually gets okay, into the work Okay, let's not talk about another problem there. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I don't, I don't pay full price for jerseys. <laughs> oh, you know what? The only, the only one that I did pay full price for uh, was the LAFC <laughs> one I got the other time. Damn. Yeah, because yeah, that one, it was, they, they, they still haven't got them at that spot. I haven't gone, and they haven't got any yet, yeah, so. They haven't got them at that spot. <laughs> Cause they they right. them right there. Y'all can, y- y- can use me as y'all can use me as a prime example of being the problem, but hey, it's okay. Like right now, when I was seated, I was seated at the at a, a Texas Stadium seats. I paid two hundred dollars for two seats. Like the actual stadium when they when they yeah. destroyed it, I bought me two seats and I made it into like a little like a little chair and there so I could put my food. So when the World Cup comes around, I turn my man cave into a little, I guess, a little watch party, and then I sit in my I sit in my spot like with my two seats. So the Texas Stadium when they tore it down and uh, or late 2008, 2009. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm the problem, but it's because we've been feeding this. We've been taking it. Like, us fans, like, oh, like, Cruz Azul versus Le- Le- Leon. Do you actually think people would see Cruz Azul versus Le- uh, LAFC just an exhibition match? People are not going to want to watch that. People want to see because, oh, uh, Liga Mex is better than MLS. They're feeding it to us, and we're taking it. We're, 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 we're eating it, so we're not to blame. That's how this all just keeps running. And, and, yeah. and I've... Uh, I've I was going to tell everybody this much. If I think if MLS didn't win a cup this year, I don't know if they ever will because I don't want to say Liga and Mackey's teams are not as strong as other years, but most of their better players are playing in Europe and they're not top-notch teams like they've been loaded before. Like, even America has a lot of injured players. Cruz Azul has... I mean, if you know Liga Mackey's, you've got to know the players. If you don't, yeah, like, who, who's playing for Cruz Azul? You know what I mean? That's why yeah, I was thinking yeah. this was a year MLS could have or probably could win that tournament if it gets played. Wow. Well, well guys. That's a whole other topic we could discuss. Another yeah, time. I was about to say. I was yeah. about to say. So that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah, era, el Edwin ya yeah. le corrió mejor. Ese ya se desapareció. He just like went out. Se le fue la luz. Sorry, no, sorry. Se, se, me, power. Se, me, se me acabó la luz del día. Yeah. I'm walking inside my house. Bueno. All right, fellas. I think uh, I, I think we're gonna start wrapping things up, dude. It's been a fun show, and uh, it's very. Uh, 
I, I mean, I think entertaining is like, you know, not a good word, but uh, it was it was uh, it was fun, though. It was fun because it was good chatting with all of you guys. I'm glad that both of uh, both of us or all of us, I should say, got an opportunity to speak. And, uh, you know, uh, we got to make sure that we just keep optimistic. We got to make sure that we continue to push forward. And, uh, you know, the, the last thing that I want to say and uh, and how I want to close things out is like this. You know, some of us are in, in a good spot or some of us are in a better spot than others. And I think that if we have the opportunity to give a landing hand to somebody who needs it, don't ever he- don't ever hesitate to do it. You know, just if you could be yeah. a good Samaritan, just go ahead and do it, man, because we never know when the tables are going to turn and we're going to be the ones in a bad spot. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. There's a lot of people out there, man, who are going through tough times. Amen. Amen. You know? And we just got to yeah. help them out yeah, for sure, guys. With, uh, yeah. with whatever we can. Any so. way possible. Yep. All right. Yeah. So, super, go ahead. Give me your last 30, dude. Well, hey, guys. Uh, keep staying at home. Don't go out there and friends. <laughs> <laughs> For real. That's true. Stay All home, right, everybody. Well, hang on there, guys. All We're right. going to get through this. Uh, Ivan, <laughs> you got 30 seconds, buddy. Give me your final thoughts. Uh, well, yeah, we're super excited, everybody. Stay home, stay positive, because we are going to get back to normal. <coughs> and uh, remain really positive, a lot of energy. If, uh, people feed off of your energy. And help out, like you said, Joe, help out as much as you can, because it's true. Yep. 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 Uh, go ahead, Jair. Final thoughts for the day. One of my thoughts is seeing the situation is going on. There's a lot of negativity going, because, you know, obviously no jobs in there, and, and, and obviously being out of school. The biggest thing that you can do here, the positive thing, as cliche as it could be, is being time, spending time with your family, spending time with yourself, reading maybe more, get to know your. I actually been spending more time with my son, been taking care of more of the house, but doing more things that getting out of the routine, that come going to work, coming home and eating, going back to sleep. So take the time and spend it with your family, with your grandparents, because you know this this is a valuable time. Like I've been having dinner almost every day with my parents, every single day. Mm. So there's just little things like this that you need to make a full effort for everybody who's seen this because Ivan, I agree with you that sports takes over of my life. So once this comes back, I'm, I'm going to be focusing, but right now all of that goes away. I'm not even focusing yeah. on sports. I wake up in the morning and I'm just watching replays and that's it. Once I'm free, I'm okay. Now it's time for my family. It's time for my house. It's time for my parents. Focus on the big things instead of the little things, in my opinion. And again, stay positive, as positive as you can. <laughs> yeah. Well said, brother. Edwin, what's your final thoughts, dude? Um, just man, we're going to get through this. I mean, it, it is a, it is a pandemic. We don't know about the situation. We don't really know what to do, but one thing for sure, guys, when you guys go to the store, when, when you're buying so a lot of crap, like a lot of food, you're stocking up on food. Just think about others too, man. Uh, try to help out. There's a lot of families don't have the, don't have the money or the resources to, to buy as much food as you have, as other people can. So if we can if we can help anybody, just try to help out whoever you can out there, man. There's try to think about everybody else and not just you, you know. Very well said. All right, fellas. Well, I want to thank all of you guys. You guys get a thank you, Joe. Little round of applause for being good sports and for uh, you know making uh, the effort to uh, come and join me on the ETO podcast. Again, this was episode number fifty, and yeah, we know that it was not a lot. Uh, a whole lot of sports, but, uh, you know, uh, we tied it in somehow, some 
some way. So um, thanks uh, to all of you guys who watched this uh, this episode, and thank uh, all of you who continue to support L3 Online. And uh, we just want you to know that uh, as soon as the season do, does uh, the seasons do kick back in, I mean we're going to be covering that's for sure. You know, so things are not going to change, uh, and uh, the posse is going to be there. <laughs> so again on behalf of everybody I want to thank you guys once again I start team song that means we're gone guys so on behalf of on the top right corner tenemos a Ivan Toribia on the bottom right super mojado bottom left al Jair Martinez y al otro madridista on the top left Edwin Cáceres so on behalf of all, all of them and everybody, everybody else from the 3 Online thank you very much for tuning in Till next time. Adios, chavos. Later. Good night. Yeah.